right, here we go. And in three, two, one. Yippee-ki-yay, mother... Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Hello. Nicely done. One take, Ralph. That's it's how it works. That's how I roll. I love it. John, you have something you want to say? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, just to our uh, viewers out there, you guys know that Ralph and I, you know, and queue it up. And on this show, we talk about our family quite a bit. Uh, well, uh, on January 29th, our father passed away. He was 88 years old. Uh, since Thanksgiving, he ha- he's ha- has had kind of a tough time. Uh, so I was actually in California. He actually passed on my birthday. So it's a yeah. doubly special uh, day. So it really worked out well. That's one last dig at me. I know that's why yeah. he did that. A gangster. Um, he's an original yeah, gangster. He, yeah, I'm telling you. Uh, this, he's laughing. I know he's laughing because now it's going to be, uh, John, happy birthday. So sorry about your father. I mean, it's going to be like that for the rest of my life. But anyway, um, you know, we, we talked about should we do the show or not. And um, the reality is anyone who knows my dad knows that he the show must go on. And he would say, and he, he has said this to me, hey, I'm going to be dead. I'm not going to care. So move on with your life. And that's exactly what we're going to do because that's what he would have wanted us to do. Well, we're going to move on with our lives until your next birthday, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, uh, uh, this uh, is funny, but the, one of the best memories I have is that night we spent with him the night after Thanksgiving in the emergency room all night long. I think, and that was probably the last decent night he had even though it was horrible but well i saw him a few more times when he was you, you didn't but yeah. i did but can we tell him what he said i forget he was la- okay I so laughing. so uh when he first uh went in the hospital they had no room for him so they had him in the emergency room for like three days so we didn't <sighs> want him to be alone so my brother and i went in there at five o'clock in the afternoon and we stayed all night in the emergency room on the floor while about one o'clock a nurse came in would be really really nice to him and Ralph and I stood up and I said, you know, dad, there's actually enough room on this bed for me and Ralph so we don't have to sleep on the floor. And he goes, yeah, there's actually room for four. And then he looks right at the nurse. <laughs> and I said, I said, uh, I want to apologize for my father sexually harassing you. Uh, he's, you know, he's got Parkinson's. He's probably not right. And he's just like going with the eyebrows. So. He, even though he had a really rough time, there were moments like that where, like I would say to him, you know, he looked really bad for a while. And then for about a week, something happened and he just looked so much better. His color was better. He was more alert. And I would say to him, dad, you look great. And he would always say, compared to what? That's what he would always say. Compared to what? That was his line. So even up until the end, he had those moments. And believe me, Based on where he was at, he's in a far better place now than he was. So yeah, he uh, we was will miss him. And, but you know, he's, he's, and it, this it was is, awful. My mother is, this is going to help. You know, it's, it's great life. Say, so 88 years old, we should all be so lucky. Yeah. So he had a good know. life and yeah. he so raised a it. bunch of kids who yeah. love him and love my mother. Yeah. And it's, and most so, of them turned out pretty well. Some the of kids. them. One out of five ain't bad. Well, we're not, bad you know, show. I'll let all you right, decide. So let's move on. Let's do the show and then we'll, uh, Let's talk about a, classic films. That's what I want to talk yes, about. Yes, John brought Triangle a classic set. film, unfortunately. I mean, brought a classic film. And then we'll do a round of, a lightning round of what you watch. Yeah. Again, two minutes per square. Didn't watch a lot. But and then, I'm sure you didn't. I did. And then. Um, no, football, whatever. That'll be it for this week. So, and then we'll spin. Uh, Drew and uh, and Debbie are left on the wheel. So it's uh, it's going to be oh, a, very a, exciting. Bright, a match, a death match on the wheel for you. Oh, two, man. So. Talk about a dichotomy of choices between those two. Wow. <laughs> So, John, what'd you bring? 
So I brought the uh, 1936 classic, and I mean classic film, Mr. Deeds Goes to Town, directed by Frank Capra, starring the amazing Gary Cooper, uh, Gene Arthur, Lionel Standler, who a stander who played um, Max on Heart to Heart for those uh, you want a later reference. That was a few years later. Yeah. Oh, and he was HD. the young guy that followed him around. Yeah, yeah, the guy talked like this. Come on, Longfellow yeah. and H.B. Uh, Warner, who was a, a Mr. Uh, Mr. Gower and Jesus Christ in the silent film, um, big silent movie star. But this and movie, Douglas Trumbrells, who who was, who was Douglas he? the guy who played the lawyer. He oh, was in everything. It was excellent. So this movie is excellent. about Longfellow Deeds, uh, uh, a young yokel who lives in Mandrake uh, Falls, played by, obviously, Gary Cooper, who's uh, wonderful in this movie. And this is really the movie that put him on the map. Hmm. And also Frank Capra, because right after this came Lost Horizon, um, well, Meet John Doe, and um, what's the other one he did? Um Oh, I'm he did it happen one night before this. Though. Yes, yes, where he won all the Academy Awards. That's right. But this was the first movie his name went over the title. Yeah. And then he became huge. So this is a story about uh, Longfellow Deeds who inherits $20 million from an uncle, and the money is thrust upon him. They bring him to New York. And basically, basically what the movie is about is about how all the hangers-on come after him for his money and how uh, he doesn't even, when he finds out he wins the money, all he wants to do is eat lunch and play the tuba. He doesn't even react to it. And then he, he gets disillusioned by a woman who pretends, uh, uh, a, a newspaper reporter played by Jean Arthur who plays Babe. Her name was Babe, fast-talking um, newspaper woman. And she pretends to be someone else and wins him over and uh, kind of embarrasses him as the Cinderella man. And then they fall in love. So he's disheartened by that, and he ends up, uh, this is during the Great Depression, so he eventually ends up wanting to give away all his money to the uh, all the men who are out of work, and they end up trying to put him in a, a nut house, and because of what happened with the reporter, and because of his disillusionment, disillusionment, he doesn't even fight back, and the best scene in the movie is when he decides, okay, now I'm going to fight back, and he takes everybody down. It's just a, I love this movie. I know it's, uh, you know, they call Frank Capra movies Capricorn, and this is definitely one of those movies. Um, but Gary Cooper is reminds me of Jimmy Stewart. Um, he, you know, they always say about Gary Cooper, when he's doing these films, it's nothing special till it shows up on the screen, and then it's something special. And that's just what he's like, very likable character. In fact, the sequel was going to be Mr. Deeds Goes to Washington instead of Mr. Smith, and they ended mm. up going a little different direction, which I think would have been really a very different movie, I think. But I just love this movie. This is a movie that uh, I say this all the time. It's one of those movies that if it comes on, I'll watch it from whatever point it's at. That's how much I love this movie. I especially love Gary Cooper. And Gene Arthur is really interesting because uh, she used to get stage fright and had trouble performing where she would get sick like throwing up sick before she'd do a scene she was also um very insistent on only being filmed from one side because she felt one side was much better than the other and she's just she's she's great as this and she was always good in the capra movies i love her a lot too but even the and ralph even mentioned this i'm surprised he even noticed it but you know capra used this, a lot of the same character actors in all his movies and this is definitely one of those 
but it is Gary Cooper's movie. He's just so likable. And uh, when he when he gives his comeuppance at the end to everybody, it's just such a well done scene. And one other little tidbit you might not know: this would have been great for our shorts when we were doing those. Uh, the word "doodle" was first used in this movie, and it came in our vernacular because of this movie. The screenwriter wrote that word; it was not a word that existed. Robert Riskin. That's right, Robert Riskin. So it was a mo- it's a word that didn't and pixelated too was a word that was used in this movie. Not nearly as common as "doodle." But I just thought that was kind There's of There's another one he did. It was Doodle and something else he said the lawyer was doing. Filling in the O's. Oh, O-Filler. It was an O-Filler. O-filler. Yeah. yeah. That, that whole scene is wonderful when he finally decides to do something about it. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of uh, Miracle on 34th Street, you know, when Chris yeah. wouldn't defend himself. But just, you know. Look, I'm a you, pocket puller. You, that's right. You all know I love classic movies. I just love them. I embrace them. And uh, I know some of you guys don't like them. But I like bringing these, especially after Triangle of Tears. I wanted to watch something that I love. And, and that's not to say, Ralph, I know you love that movie. But I, I didn't. I just wanted to watch something. that, And I really went through the list. I was actually going to pick Star Wars because of the conversation we had where Ralph was getting all bent out of shape over Star Wars. And I wanted to pay him back for te- Triangle of Tears. But I said, you know what? This triangle is a great movie. Sadness, not Triangle uh, of Tears. Uh, well, because I was crying after the movie because yeah, I hated it so much. Whatever. I think that's oh why. But... uh uh, this is again one of my favorite movies. I love this movie. I, I can't wait to hear what you guys all think about it. So that's it. Anyone, Ralph? Why don't you go first? I'd like to hear what you think about it. Um, what I think about it. Well, I'm going to be going blue. So let's hear Ralph first. Well, what I think about it. I can see the power of Gary Gary Cooper. I mean, he was a very naturalistic actor. I, I, sure. I like his acting style. Reminds me of Kevin Costner when he does his relaxed thing. Yeah, I could see Costner doing this as well. Playing the, you know, all about Adam Sandler with the tuba. Adam Sandler? No. No, I can't see him. I know there was a remake, and I'm sure that sucked. That's a good call, though, Ralph. That's a good call. I could see Um, that. I can see that. I can see, you know, and I recognize even the lawyer who represented the cousin, and he was also in uh, uh, It's a Wonderful Life, right? He was around Capra stuff. He was also in The Big Store with the Marx Brothers. Yeah, right. He was in Uh, like 200. But having said that. Yep. I just don't understand your love for these films, except that it's old Hollywood. I mean, this guy should have been arrested about four times in this film for smacking people for no reason because he got. You could hit people back then. He even did it in the courtroom and didn't get arrested in the courtroom. He smacked the lawyer, punched him right in the face. Different time. And this all. I'm just going to punch him, sock him in the face. I did, but I do like the report. The one thing about Capra is, is like, and and the the movie you said before this, Sean, with. um, it happened one night. Is that the yeah. one you mentioned? Clark Gable. Yeah. I love that film. Not yeah. Carol Lombard. Uh, and I, it, part of it is the, rep- the, 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 the pattern that no, they have sorry. in these films. Seems naturalistic. I know it well, isn't. Colbert. I know yeah. it's not naturalistic, but, but for some reason in Capra films, it just feels a little more real. Um, so, so I, You're not I a stagey. Not stagey. Yeah. Not stagey. Yeah. But well, again, that's what I like about like, the Thin Man movies. Yeah. Stuff. William Powell and Myrna Loy are very naturalistic, but often all the supporting actors are think they're in some sort of drawing room drama, yeah. you know, theatrical drawing. Well, this also they're had the two cameramen that were following them around everywhere. They were right. kind of, you know, a comic relief or whatever. The whole movie was, I mean, I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked it. It's okay. Will I ever watch it again? No, I don't need to see it again. Did you like the last scene where he did that whole thing? Uh, you know, yeah, it was fine. 
I like the. And yes, when I HB like Warner said, to, "This is you're the sanest man I ever met." I like that he's able to pick up. But John, that's the happy ending that you're going to get in all these films. Well, that's sappy, a Capra movie. I mean, that's a Capra ending. movie. Right. But I do like that he kind of realized he picked on everybody's. You know, he found the weakness or whatever their 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 ticks. He found them and used them to help support him. I like that. But you're right. It's just like Miracle on 34th Street. It's the same idea that they have this weird court thing that anybody can stand up in court and say whatever right. they want. It doesn't make any sense. But in this film, in this world, it makes sense. Right. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's okay. I wouldn't watch it again. He should have had a big I'll rock I'll and hit someone over the head with it. He was smacking a lot of people. Um, and I will say I like the Triangle of Sadness a lot better, so. Not that that that's that is not my barometer of everything now, but in in your context, the fact that you keep bringing it up. Um, so well, I think yeah, I mean, Gary, years, I can see I the think power in seventy of Gary years Cooper, they'll be though. talking about the triangle of sadness. What's that? I think in seventy years they'll be talking about the triangle of sadness. They may be. Yeah. Like Who's talking do. about this film, Mister? D- oh, uh, it's always in the top hundred films. Okay, tell, okay, Sean, jump in. Tell me how great this film is. Well, first I want to praise. Um, Robert Riskin, and when I used to teach screenwriting at the university level, um, I would quote him on the first day because he used to do these um, Capra films. He wrote quite a few of them. And um, he read one morning an interview in the L.A. Times where he talked about an interview with Capra about the Capra touch. So he went into the studio that morning with 120 blank pieces of paper. And he said, here, DiCapra, give this DiCapra touch. You know, <laughs> so. What else did he write, uh, Sean? I think he wrote It Happened One Night. He wrote um, he wrote a number of DiCapra films. I forgot which one. He was a very famous screenwriter, you know. Um, and, of course, people don't remember the classic period, you know, screenwriters, but he was, he was, he was one of the greats. And, so 36, um, was this actually produced during the, the depression? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you depression can see what they were, I mean, you can see why they would make a film like this. Well, that's uh, why when he was give, uh, offering the, the farmers money, I mean, that was a powerful scene for people. And I tell you, you know, you talk about how light these Capra and happy ending. I mean, but think about meet John Doe, which was right. not as successful. That right. was, you know, about a guy going to commit suicide and he becomes a lionized hero. Right. And they people use him as a political movement. And it ends with him about to um, commit suicide at the end when he realized he's been used. But thankfully, like, there's like a, a um, like the Hunger woman Games. reporter. <laughs> Barbara Stanwyck. Yeah. So Capra really likes the female reporters. But in the um, happened one night, they reversed the sexes that right. a young reporter and Gary Cooper. Another great Gary movie. Cooper. Clark Gable's the reporter. Yeah. And they I do want to... They reversed the sexes? You mean they did transgender stuff way back then, Sean? Yes, they did. Remember that? They retconned No, it. you know what? No. You know what I'm going to do? This is what you wah, get for that. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. So... So, anyway. No, no. Let me, let me just say one thing. And one thing... One, I, I have a hard time, um, um, you know, watching Gary Cooper now. After I heard one thing um, in Hollywood Babylon that said he had the um, Lupe Vela, as the actress said, he had the largest penis in Hollywood, but he didn't have the ass to push it. So ever <laughs> wow. told you I was going to be working blue this episode. Yeah, did it ever did it ever get compared with Spencer Tracy or Gary Cooper? I'm sure they were together at one point. Those two yeah. gas stations. No. Uh, Gary Cooper, man, he was 
Patricia Neal. Yeah, he also had the male producer, too, according to some scuttlebutt. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. At a gas station? No, I don't. Maybe I don't. Know. Let's go back to the film, please. No, but no, he okay. did have well, a lot of affairs. Let's John, go back it. to the film, please. Let's not taint it. I don't oh, think geez. I taint oh, Gary my God. Cooper when I say he has a large penis. Oh my God! No, I'm sure that's a Get compliment. Back to the film. Now, this just be the- relieved that Sean isn't talking about rape. Okay, just like count your <laughs> yeah. blessings. Right, but this film but was so heartwarming it. and not warming, heart warm, warming, warming. I love this film. I really did. It was uh, just uh, Frank Capra all over again. Have you seen this before, Debbie? Before have you seen no, it before? No, I have oh. not. Oh, this is the first time you saw it. Oh, wow! Yeah, and I loved it. I oh, really good. did. It was. You um, did have it on DVD. Frank Capra box. Well, anyway, I really loved this film because it just. Uh, showed a time when you know this guy was truly a remarkable individual he wanted to do something for the country at that time everybody was poor i remember my grandmother you know at that level away from the depression she would actually scrape the pan she'd make mashed potatoes and she would scrape and scrape all the potatoes out of the pan each molecule, it seemed, came out. You know, she really put a lot of effort into that. And she loved peeling potatoes. And I, I would like watch her cook, and I'd say, "That's hardly anything." She goes, "Whoa, it feeds a lot." Yeah. <laughs> so in those days, you know what? You had to do something. And um, that's well, that a, scene where he, the guy comes in to shoot him and ends up yeah. eating dinner—that's a heartbreaking scene. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there, there are some. That's what I mean. Capra can. He, he can he can do it. I mean, the stuff seems very uh, real. And, you know, um, I love I love this movie too. But the thing that gave me the most joy watching it this time were all those familiar faces. Yeah. You know, and this was the golden era of supporting actors. Right. It's sort of like you recognize if you watch old movies, if you watch DCM, it's like the top ten people in this movie you've seen a million times. And different, and they're all great. They have great voices. They have great, you know, great faces. And you've seen them so many times. And it's sort of like when we watched the Maltese Falcon, you know. And what was great about that film was everybody had a moment. You know, you had Peter Laurie, Sidney Greenstreet, Mary Astor. It's like everybody had a moment. And that's true of these people. It's just, you know, Bancroft and, you know, everybody was great. I mean, I really, really enjoyed this movie. And um, it's odd how commonly, as, as Ralph pointed yeah, how commonly accepted it was to go around and punch people. Yeah. And even in, um, even in uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, yeah. after the press makes fun of um, Jimmy Stewart, he goes around and punches people, too. So... That's when men I were men. I guess punching people was a sign of integrity. At wow. times change. I mean, th- 30 years ago, you get pulled over for drunk driving. What do they do? They take your beer and say, go home. Now yes. they'll lock you up like that. So it's just a different time. You have to, you can't, you know, we talk about this all the time. You can't just look at it through today's lenses. 
back then in those movies, that's what they did. It was you look at the Indian movies; they do that in every Indian movie too. Well, and today, frankly, so. the punches don't really do anything, right? I so, mean, I mean, it's almost like it's a just, cartoon. It's just funny. Thing. It's just I'm, I'm yeah. not trying to compare it to now. It's just no, kind I of, know, I know. Well, I would I would argue that the way DUIs are handled now is an improvement. I'm just going to put that. Oh out no, there. I'm <laughs> absolutely. But am I lying? I mean, that's what it was like back in the day. Cops I don't know. I'm not that old, so I'm not they sure. They didn't. Oh, well. Yeah, yeah, I didn't drink, by the way. Kid. They Back either then. took them, they either poured them out, or they took them. Yeah. Chris yeah. and Drew are the babies here. Yeah. yeah. Right, that's true. Speaking of the babies, do you guys like this film, Chris and Drew? Drew, you want to go, no, go ahead, Chris? Go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I, you know, I like this film. I, I, I got more out of it. I think I've seen it at least once before. I have seen the Mr. Deeds, the Adam Sandler remake, which is pretty awful, but does have Winona Ryder in it. So, hey, it's not all bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, just, just a fan. And, yeah. um, but with this movie, it's funny. I, I found myself really kind of looking at it from the perspective of being made during the Depression. Right. You know, and how, you know, $20 million in the Depression was, you know, an unearthly sum, right? almost inconceivable at that time and how a movie like this obviously um, was going to hit big and was going to be a, a hit partially because, you know, they set this guy up from, you know, he's from small town America, Mandrake Falls, and um, he goes to the city and, you know, they play him for a rube and he's not, he's actually, you know, pretty smart, keeps to himself. He, he, you know, he plays everything close to the vest, uh, but he's actually much more intelligent um, than, than he would appear. And, you know, there's that whole country versus city thing going on. And I think especially at the time, A, there was a lot of people in the, you know, a lot of people were out of work. And there was still, while a lot of rich people had been hard, obviously hurt deeply by the, um, by the depression, some so much that they killed themselves quite right. literally. Um, there were plenty that were still doing okay. Do you know what I mean? They weren't, they weren't, uh, looking for their next meal. You know, uh, they were still hanging in there. They were doing pretty well. And I did find it interesting. Like, you know, there was definitely kind of a city versus country vibe there. And, uh, and the idea that, and it's, and it's an idea that, that we've seen in, in our films and in, in literature and stuff for years in this country. The idea that somehow or another good country folk are less corrupted than the city folk are. And they have uh, more common sense. Yes, yes. Yeah. And and one of the things I found a little bit interesting and it was it was something I actually mentioned to my wife was in that scene where they're asking him to cough up 180 grand for the opera, right? right. I found that to be very interesting because um Obviously, theaters, places like that were probably hurting just as bad, if not worse, during the, during the Great Depression. But I, I also got the vibe that there was a little bit of classism there in the sense that opera is something that rich people do. Right. Um, and, but at the same time, it's because of guys that were, you know, filthy rich and maybe they could have done better stuff with their money, but that a lot of like beautiful theaters and libraries and things like that were built. Um, you know, whether it was Rockefeller and those guys and things like that. And, and don't get me wrong, I'm not making those guys out to be heroes, but, but I thought that was kind of funny that I, I felt that there was a real little like country versus city, especially in that sequence where they kind of broke that down. Um, but then obviously, you know, it, there's a real kind of, I'm sorry, John, I don't want to upset you here. There's a real leftist vibe in this film with just the idea that I'm going to give away 
$20 million to these men that need it. It's going to ruin the country. Exactly. And that, that, that all these rich people who were doing okay, once again, you know, they obviously had jobs and were doing okay, would actually say that, no, he's crazy. And that we want to keep that from happening so they can get a little extra on the top. And I did like his whole thing about he's in a big cruise ship. There's a guy doing okay in a rowboat. And then there's another guy drowning. Right. You know, um, so I, you know, it's, it's funny, but you know, it, it's, it's a good little film, you know, um, it didn't really, I was actually more interested in just the idea of when it was made and how it was made and how it appealed to people, uh, than, than the movie itself. Um, I think I'd seen it before, but I can't swear to it. So the know? masses walk out of this film and feel what? Like I have a chance. The masses, they, like they the feel little guy won. They laugh. Yeah, that they feel He's not bullied. the little guy. He got $20 million. No, he's he's giving it all away. Well, he is the little, but, but he, he had the money the to give guys. away. But he became he, a big man because he had the money. But the idea that he is, you know, that he is has integrity and has right. you know that's, caring and empathy, and the money character. didn't corrupt him. Right. Exactly, he was an honest, sort of like a superhero. Honest, he was too good. You sit there and say, "Oh, I wish I had." What would I do if I had right. those powers? And it's this. It's like, oh, this is one of us mm-hmm. who gets to be rich and yeah. turn the tables on yeah. these people. Right. Yeah, yeah Sean I, has a plan. Is, Sean has a plan. If we hit it big, how we set up uh, trust funds and everything, and we we um, give our money away, and we have our kids, and we're going to finance the podcast. Yeah, well, you pay for it's a brilliant idea. Pay for one month of the, the website. That's all. I'm not asking for a lot. Yeah, the website gets a lot of traffic too, so we should keep <laughs> that up. We have a website. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. You know, it's interesting you said uh, it's leftist because Capper was a uh, pretty big lefty. Um, so a lot of his, uh, you know, he believed in socialism, you know. So so uh, there's definitely a slant to that. And it, it listen, it doesn't bother me. To me, it's about the incorruptible spirit, right? And that's what yeah. Gary Cooper represented. And that's supposed to be America. You it's know kind I mean? of another and, rich people suck movie. It, well, it is. It is Except not quite. They're not quite as sucky as that other movie, but yeah, they're I think sucky. they're pretty well. Those guys just wanted money for themselves. They weren't no, because Cooper was rich, and look what he did with it. Who? What? Cooper. Cooper. Mister okay. Longfellow De- Deeds. Not Mister Cooper, the actor. You mean the the character he played? Yeah, Dave Longfellow Deeds. Million dollars. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He is very noble. He didn't become king and then want to beat someone over the head with a rock. No, I understood. All right, Drew. So um, I've never seen this movie. Wow! Um, I've never seen this movie. I've I actually, I looked back. I've only ever seen one Gary Cooper movie, High Noon, oh, which of course is an excellent movie classic. and a classic. Um, not not like one of my favorite westerns, but one of those movies that like this is a good movie, of course. But also, I I get the importance of it, and you know he he is you know really excellent in that movie. I'm really breaking critical ground here by asserting these things. Um, I, it's funny because I would say like, I really like classic movies, but classic movies isn't really a genre. You know, it's like movies that were made before 1960 or something, I guess. So there's lots of classic movies from that era that are wonderful and lots that aren't good. And, um, I didn't like this movie very much. Uh, not just because, I mean, they call it a tube of the whole movie. It's a euphonium. Like have some respect. But I feel like the, the like Chris mentioned that scene that was country versus city. To me, that's the whole movie is country versus city, and it's like city people are greedy and gross and and dumb, and they're not real. And country people are pure and all that kind of stuff. And like, I, yeah, I, that doesn't 
that doesn't really that doesn't really connect with me at all. I feel like it's it's like yearning for a fictional time that never existed kind of thing. Like the Beverly Hillbillies. Right. Well, exactly. Of course, that's the obviously obvious yeah. comparison. But I think um, you know it. It was like the whole town was simpletons, except for this one guy. And I was like, are they supposed to be simpletons? Or are they supposed to be pure? And I just, I didn't. It didn't work for me at all. It didn't connect with it at all. It, I mean, I respected what the the film was. I, I've seen other Capra movies. Um, you know, I recently got turned on to It's a Wonderful Life, which is an excellent film, and. I've seen um, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington a million years ago, and I remember enjoying it. Um, I did wonder at the end if we were going to find out in court if Mr. Deeds really was Santa Claus, but we never found out. So I wondered if maybe that was a cliffhanger. <laughs> and I also had a joke about Babe never hurting sheep, but I'm not going to go there. Um, it actually reminded me of a movie which is clearly inspired by it, and I'm not Mr. Deeds. I haven't seen the Adam Sandler version. I would rather watch The Hudsucker Proxy again. Because um, yeah. I yeah, really I like, like that. that movie, but it's also about you know a, like this guy's a yokel and we'll take advantage of him. Yeah, and that, that movie had a Capra vibe to it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, and deliberately so, and consciously so, yeah. and and I'm not saying that because like oh, it's uh you know it's in color, it's newer, it's the Coen Brothers. No, I no, mean, no, I happen, no. To, the I happen to like that movie, but the fast talking reporter. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, you know, I'd stake my Pulitzer on it, that kind of thing. You know, I mean, and so this movie, it was one of those movies where I was kind of like. um it's not it's certainly not bad, but it just didn't do anything for yeah. me. Um, not because there's, you know, something specific that's missing. And I, it was interesting to watch it and just be kind of bored because, you know, the, especially it's a wonderful life. It's, it's a similar kind of, you know, milieu and, you know, small town and all this kind of stuff. And that movie really was great. Really great. And I don't know if you have, um, what is it? Bedford Falls? Is that what it's called? Bedford Falls. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you have that if without having, you know, Mandrake, uh, you know, as a, Mandrake as a prototype yeah. and, 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 and something to precede it. So, you know, I mean, I, I'm always happy to see movies I haven't seen, especially, you know, you, you love these kinds of movies from this era. So thank you for bringing it and recommending it. But it, it's not something I've ever seen before. Yeah. And it's not something I'm interested in watching again. But I won't lie. There's a lot of movies that have come up that I, I mean, I've never seen it happen one night. I've never seen Sergeant York. Like there's a lot of holes in my classic movie knowledge, which I'm happy to watch at some point. Uh, so John, if you keep bringing these kind of movies, I'm, I'm happy to share oh, them. Drew, I don't expect to like I will all, still but, be bringing them. No, no, I'm saying I, th- I think I, know, it's, no, I, I think it's great. I think it's, you did bring it's up fun a good to watch point, Ralph though. squirm, but you know. Well, we you should do a whole point. let's do a that whole is, month that, of nothing but classic films, okay. just like TCM. Now you're mocking me. Uh, you brought up a good point me. though, because I think Star Wars is a classic. But mm-hmm. when I say classic films, you're right; it's not a genre. It's it's for me. It's the golden age of Hollywood, is what I'm really talking about. The old movies with the old right, movie stars, right? Because you're right. a fair definition. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Though when I say classic, because there's a lot of current movies that I think are, Raiders of the Lost Ark is a classic. Oh, movie. absolutely, yeah. But that's not yeah. what, you know, when I talk about classics, I'm talking about the old Hollywood with movie stars, you know. Uh, that's why I love that era. I love those movies. I always have. Even as a kid, I love those movies. So, Yeah, see, I just don't understand it. And the classic film thing or the old film thing, I just never vibe to. And I, I don't I know. know why. And, well, you, there are people today who would say, I mean, I don't like old movies. I don't like taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. No, and I know, I, mean, I like get, that, I get. But no, but I'm saying, like, you know, it's like that—that that is a fantastic movie. That right. When I was a lot younger, like, like, you know, twelve or fifteen or something, I would have loved it. But I was like, it's it's old. I don't want to watch it. And my right. dad's like, you should watch it, and and he was right. But it, you have to sort of force people to give these movies a chance. After I have to give my granddaughters age. a dollar. 
Yeah, sometimes you have to you have to pay them to watch it and stuff. But I, and, Ralph, I get you because the movies you love, like those early seventies movies, they're gritty, right? They're they're not stylized at all. They're really not. And you go to an old movie like these that are made in studios, and the acting is very different. Although Cooper is probably the most, like Stewart is probably one of the most naturalistic yeah, actors. No, I of appreciate that. that. So I a, get what's that. another I film totally other than uh, High Noon that, that I would know Gary Cooper in. Oh my God! Sergeant uh, York was the big one. Yeah, Sergeant York. Did he do was the some later in his life, like when he was Award. older? Yeah, he did the. Uh, the was it the Fountainhead? He was yeah. also in Heart to Heart, I think. Uh, you know when he made a High Noon, which is hard to believe, he was only fifty. Yeah, they did and look looked, older. Too. Oh wow! He looks That's like he's sixty-five years old. Yeah. With you know, so but yeah, he he did. Uh, but you know, his peak was thirties, uh, uh, mid forties. That's when Gary. He Cooper died in nineteen sixty-one. Yeah. He so was he only uh, like sixty when he yeah, died. Horribly, or something, he got right? colon yeah. cancer and all kinds of yeah. stuff, prostate. And, but uh, um, he was just such a you know he's he's got, friendly he's persuasion. Yeah, you guys talk about country versus city. The movie it's not really reminded, country. It's small town. Okay, small town America is Good. what it well, is. Well, that's that's why it reminded me real, of Chevy Chase's so. funny form. Which yeah, is, which is you're a right. Good, a good. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. And Chevy Chase is a bit. I mean, if he if he weren't such an a hole. He would have been a Gary Cooper. You know, he's a good-looking guy, tall. No, kind of he wouldn't. You know, no, uh, yeah. no. Ralph, I love can the I give way you the small Gary Cooper have filmed? I think you would like. What's that? Pride of the Yankees. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot yeah. about that okay. one. Lou I Garrett. know Pride of. Yeah. Okay, I know, I know. Yeah, but so he, you know, Gary Cooper. So let me do a little reverb for you. Gary, Gary Cooper, uh, when he did Sergeant York. I consider myself the luckiest man on the right. Is that what I'm talking about? Yeah, on the face of it. When he did Sergeant York, he didn't want to play Sergeant York because he didn't want to play that character because. You know, he didn't think he could bring justice to it. And the only way York would let the movie be made is if Gary Cooper played the part. I mean, that's pretty yeah. manipulative. Other than him so having anymore. affairs with every married woman he could get his he hands did. on. That he did. Uh, that's he why like you know they are. were saying in this film he laid around all day long yeah. just on the very relaxed. Yeah. Like his, the relaxed thing you see on screen is how he was right. off screen. But like, like I said, uh, other actors that work with him said when you're working with him while they're filming, it's nothing special. You know, they, what's the big deal? Then when they see it on film, yeah. it's well, very much like Spencer Tracy. I, I've told you the story about the guy who did The Hidden, the director of The Hidden, who said, when you see Kyle McLaughlin in person, you go, what's the big deal? Right. But you put that camera on him and the lens right. shoots him right. That's why they're yeah. actors. Yeah. Usually Same their heads are bigger Mitchell than everybody too. else's. Yeah, just, just a month or two ago, I rewatched Showgirls, and you are absolutely right about well, Kyle McLaughlin. I mean, he just comes, <laughs> comes right out of the screen. comes alive he in that film. There's no question. So, all right. I mean, I, I can't believe you're doing I, I, this honestly, John, film. I am baffled by your love of these films. I appreciate uh, your love of these films. Um, but and, well, and we came out I of would, the same household. And, and I would like, argue that some of the, the great sort of detective movies of the 70s don't really exist without the noir movies of. Oh, they're all this DNAs and all this stuff. stuff. So, no, I, I'm right. Not so but I think you're you saying can't. that you just prefer the more natural execution of it as far as it feels like real people to you. Is oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. I don't like like I John's mean, saying. I don't like the. the yeah, acting. Same, I don't know. Right, the acting. I get it. No, I totally and as get much that. as there is in these, at least at least some um, cap are kind of balances it with some realism like you said his social commentary and things right. like that he's definitely saying something in these films right and, oh yeah you know that's a good thing that's a good thing especially socialism that's a wonderful thing and that's what this film was all about so yeah uh anyway so uh <laughs> let's uh, that out there. let's good. rate this sucker i'm gonna say i'll just start i'm gonna say you'd be kind man all right that's you know what ralph i take that as a win i'm glad i saw it i've never seen it glad i saw it um 
but uh, I don't want to see it again. And I loved it's, uh, it happened one night. I think that one I'd rewatch because of the Oh, you've seen it happen one yes. night? I have it on Laserdisc. That's, That's how much I like movie. it. Just because you have it on Laserdisc doesn't mean you've seen it. Yeah. I have That's seen true. that one on Laserdisc. So. <laughs> Chris, That's not a criticism. Chris, give me your rating. I get it. Yippee ki yay. Your yeah. thumb disappeared <laughs> in oh. your green screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a classic for a reason. It's got a lot of positive stuff in it. I found it most interesting, just kind of the idea of like movies that, cause you know, during the depression, more Americans were going to movies, you know, per capita than at any other time in our history. So yeah. uh, it, it's, it's really interesting to see what was really kind of, you know, a big hit back then. Yeah. Uh, Drew. Uh, I'm going to be generous and say yippee Kai meh because I really just didn't enjoy watching this movie, but I respect it. I get it. And yeah. I, you know, I, it's, it's got connections to movies from the era that I discovered that I am very fond of. And I meant like, I didn't mention we're singing in the rain, you know, things like that are very earnest and very sweet, like a lot of the Indian movies we've been watching yep. that are very earnest. And I, yep. and I connect with that. This one is a swing and a miss for me as far as my own personal experience with it. But it does make me think I, I do want to see more Gary Cooper. I haven't avoided him or anything. I just haven't seen a lot of his movies. Yep. So Excellent. that'll, that'll happen. That's good. That's a good thing to come out of this. Sean and Debbie. Yippee Kaye. Yippee Kaye. All right. You know, okay. I'm and just glad I was able to share what little information I know about. Gary Cooper on this All right. podcast. All right, so let's do a round of what you watch. Sean, do you have anything you want to say or not? Did you, did you watch anything? Yeah, you've been, you were I'll busy you, out okay. in California. Ooh, I'm going to say I didn't watch a lot of stuff because I was going from place to place, and my dad, it was kind of depressing. But I'll tell you what I watched. Uh, I don't watch reality TV. My wife loves reality oh, TV. She watches all the housewives and all that. The only reality TV show I watch is Below Deck. I watch every version of Below Deck. I love that show. I love the places they go. I like the fake drama, and I like how uh, bitching the captains always are. They're so tough. Uh, but if, if, if you're not into reality TV and you might want to check one out, that's probably the one I would go to because it's probably, even though there's a lot of stage stuff, it's probably the most reality because these, these crews really do work their asses off on these ships, and you can't fake that, okay? So I would watch that, but that's really I, you know, I I stream them on um, Paramount, no Peacock. Uh, so I, I watched a couple of those. I really didn't watch a lot this week though. So next week I'll have something. So you, the rest of you can take my time. Oh, all right. Well, Sean and Debbie, go ahead. I'll give you a minute, and then I'll well, two minutes. Well, what we were watching was um, on um, Tubi, I believe, laughing. Oh God, from nineteen sixty six. Now, I had watched it in the 90s and didn't think it held up at all. But rewatching the uh, pilot episode, yeah. it actually, um, more of it worked than I thought. And it was weird and colorful, and it's, it's trying to be hip, and it's making fun of the hip stuff and the straight stuff. And what do you think of it, Ted? I, I liked it. I thought, I thought it held up. It was edgy. For that time period, yeah. well, you talk about a, a show that's in its time, though. I mean, oh my God, that's, that is a hundred percent in its time. Yeah. Like yeah. Debbie's today watching all these. She was looking for something we could show the four-year-old. She started Andy watching Griffith. Andy Griffith, and that was really heartwarming. I just got a really nice feeling watching that. Talk about small town USA. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love Andy Griffith. You know, he was going to be a. Um, he was going to be a Baptist minister. Yeah, and his warmth, Rogan. you know, he just eludes warmth and 
sweetness. Except why that movie he did was amazing. Which we was face in the crowd. Crowd is awesome. Just incredible. We reviewed because how good he was. He had me fond of that one. Yeah, he did. And he was a he was a good stand up. Anything else with Debbie and Sean? You guys good? That's good. All right. Go ahead. I want to say about my favorite reality show, Ninety Day Fiance. Oh, Rosie, you edited that, right? And you know what pisses me off about it? A a woman I know, husband, divorced her and moved to Cambodia and bought a wife. Nice. You know, a much younger wife, too. Surprising. Well, if you're going to buy one. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I thought that guy is a real bastard. Not only that, he's stupid. Because if he were smart, he would have went to the TLC portal and applied to be on that show and been paid to move to Cambodia and marry and buy a wife. Okay. He could have made Can money on top don't, of it. That may have that may have paid for the Sean, wife. Sean, don't promote that stuff. Okay. We might have just lost this. I'm disapproving, but if you're going to okay. do it, yeah. get paid for it. Yeah. We're never going to get to six likes if you talk like that, Sean. So cynical. All right, Drew. So um, don't let the buzzer go off because I'm going to open my heart in a second. Well, but, you've got um, two minutes to do it. So. No, no, stop it. <laughs> don't do that shit. Um, I've been watching What We Do in the Shadows most recent season. I'm catching up on it um, about halfway through. Uh, I've always loved that show, and I just love that every season it's not it's not funnier. It just stays funny, and it does different things, and I just have a lot of admiration for that, um, being able to, to stretch that out. But I watched a movie that just came out on Netflix. I had a very strong reaction to it that I, I'm not surprised by, but I didn't really expect. It's uh, called You People. With uh, it's directed by Kenya Barris, written by Kenya Barris and uh, and Jonah Hill, starring Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy. Yeah, and we were going to watch that. It's basically it's about um, uh, a Jewish guy and a black woman who get married and uh, how their families react to it and how they conflict or not across cultures, you know, around them. And it's like, it's very strange because I personally related to it a lot, marrying somebody who's not Jewish and and the family's reaction to that. And um, the portrayal of of race and and of, uh, of Jewish people, it's very cartoonish. I don't know if I was offended, but it was very cartoonish and conspiracy minded without necessarily being wrong as far as the way that people actually behave uh, to each other. And um, I found it, uh, it, it was very funny, but it was a lot of stuff sort of swirling around. And uh, it made me cry pretty hard at the end, actually, because I did not expect to have, it has a happy ending that doesn't ring true based on my experience. But um, it was uh, it was worth watching. I thought it was interesting. Plus, there's just so many talented people in that movie and behind that movie. And Kenya Barris is is so funny, and um, I'm sorry he's not doing another season of uh, Black AF, which was his one season, sort of like a Curb Your Enthusiasm show about himself that's on Netflix. But You People is a, is a thinker, and uh, Debbie, you'll like it. Um, Jonah Hill has his Stutz haircut in this movie. So. Well, that's one yeah, reason we wanted I, to see this. Yeah, I yeah. saw him, I said, and I love Juna, Jonah Hill now yeah, that he's I great. saw him. He's great. He's but yeah, no, it's 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 worth a watch. But depending on what your background and what your experience is, you may have a very strong reaction to it, and also you may have a very strong reaction to it as like, is this supposed to be? Guess who's coming to dinner? You know, twenty twenty three. Guess who's like coming to Sabbath? Yeah, it's, just, I, uh, it's interesting. I watched that last night. And I, oh, okay. I enjoyed. What did you think it. of it? I enjoyed it. Now, yes, it is a little stereotypical. They really, they really hit hard, hit it right on the nose. And Eddie Murphy's in this film playing. 
his fiance's father. And anytime Eddie Murphy's in a film, there's a potential it's going to be fantastic. And I thought he was pretty good. I mean, he was very low key. He's playing, you know, he's playing uh, his uh, disapproving father of this, this choice that she made to get married. But I thought it was pretty good. And ultimately, it got to a place, like you said, it was very stereotypical, the, the stuff they were hitting pretty hard. But by the end of it, you kind of went, okay, I, I, I like where it ended. And I and I thought it, I thought they all did a nice job. Is this okay. your two minutes rough right now? No, I was using I was using oh, okay. since I since I paused for Drew, I thought I'd oh. use it. Oh, it kind of reminded me. I think it was called Keeping the Faith. It was oh, uh, yeah, Ben Stiller, yeah. Ed ben Norton, Stiller. and Jenna yeah. Elfman, and mm-hmm. that had a, a really like that movie had some some funny stuff in it. As I recall, watching it twenty years ago or whenever the hell it came out. But it had one of those sort of fake happy endings. Like, she was secretly converting the whole time, and it didn't ring true, but the portrayal of the kind of tension that people have when they try to make a life because they love someone from a very different culture, that was, that, some of that was realistic, as I recall it. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of that, like the experience of the couple that seemed very, very real. So I, I feel like there's probably a much better, um, movie version of the movie but what's out there people are really shitting on it i don't think it deserves that and i think it is funny yeah i don't so. think they should shit on it and jonah hill's the 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 the, uh, the relationship between the two was pretty good i thought they were pretty yeah their chemistry as a couple i've never seen that actress before and she's great she's yeah, charming and i'm I, he'll he'll i'll follow jonah hill and he's jonah hill i mean he does he does his jonah hill thing and he really did it well so yeah, right, I'm Chris. looking forward to it mainly because of seeing that recent documentary with Jim Hill in yeah. a psychiatrist. Well, I look forward to your thoughts on it. Yeah. And Drew, didn't it help that I did Kelly's family tree and literally traced her back to Abraham? Look, you you Lincoln? came you came to my wedding and celebrated and did a backflip. Yeah. And yeah. I will always be grateful for people who came and celebrated it. So, yeah. well, I would but I did trace your wife back to Abraham. All right, Chris. Um, okay. Uh, given that we talked about uh, Once Upon a Time in the West, I naturally felt the need to queue up uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly again. Yeah, we and did. I discovered a wonderful little thing. Uh, something that I didn't actually know is there's actually a three hour version of the good, the bad and the ugly. Most of the version, the one that I have is uh, on, on DVD is 240. I think that's the one we're probably all familiar with. There's actually a shorter version where they cut out the whole um, Confederate bridge sequence. Um, Chris, Chris is, mm-hmm. is that the Indian version? yes that's the one that was released in india exactly but there is an entire three-hour version i saw it i was looking on imdb that they mentioned there um and if you have mgm plus it used to be known as epics it's you get it with cable or at least i'm getting it with cable right now um they have this three-hour version of it exactly what's cable well you know um so that was kind of cool. I, I will say this. I didn't, I haven't finished it yet, but of the new scenes that have been added, they don't really add anything. I think that there were probably scenes that could be trimmed, you know, but they were kind of cool, you know, if you're a big fan the way I am. Uh, and the other, <laughs> I almost hesitate to mention this, the other film that I, <laughs> I watched Uh-oh. very recently was um, uh, Role Models from 2008. Oh, I love that. a funny film. movie. Oh, With, my God. Uh, Paul Rudd and, uh, mm-hmm. what is it, Sean William Scott. That is so um, fun. Which it's like uh, a daycare was that was that a daycare? No, no, no. no they, they they play guys that have to do like 
They big sell Monster brothers. Drink or something. Oh, they sell yeah, a, they were selling Minotaur. Yeah, <laughs> they have to be Minotaur. Big Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. And the thing that I remember most about it is my wife and I went to see it at like a matinee back in 2008, and it's it is a hard well it's maybe raunchy. Hard, but it is yeah. solidly R. Yeah. You know, it's there's naked women, there's constant cursing, um, lots of sex jokes, all of that stuff. Yeah. And um, we literally, I remember we came out of this like four o'clock matinee at like AMC and there were all these little kids there. <laughs> and I just was like, did, the mom, did their parents just not look at the rating or look what this movie was? Or, or then also not care enough to take them out when they were in right. there. But either way, um, that was a really fun. It had McLovin in there too. What did you say? It had McLovin, McLovin. Yes. McLovin was in there that's, as well. That's the one that has all this LARPing, right? Yes, that, that's the one with the yeah. LARPing. And uh, funny. just to show you that I'm not just uh, critical of uh, sometimes Indian movies going on too long, the whole final LARPing sequence is, is a few minutes too long. It, it takes a little while to get to the end there. Fair enough. Um, but, um, but all in all, <laughs> it's just, there's there's a great the line reaction to that movie well there's just it's there's a line in there that where the 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 young african-american kid keeps calling paul rudd uh different ben affleck he calls him reindeer games calls him things oh, yeah. like that and he's like i'm not ben affleck and he just looks at him and he goes you white you ben affleck <laughs> to this day that line kills me and who uh who's the other guy uh, opposite paul rudd what's his name again uh, Sean Patrick Scott. Or I Sean love Stifler. Sean William Stifler's Scott. mom. Stifler. Yeah. Yeah. Stifler's not Stifler's Stifler. mom. He's not his own mom. That would be weird. Do you ever see the rundown with him in the rock? Yeah, yes. That's a fun I movie. It's not bad. Yeah, that's a fun movie. Early Peter Berg. Yes, the goon. I've seen him in anything Excellent. lately. Yeah. Great. He is great. Well, Sean William Scott is right now on um, um, uh, Welcome to Flatch, which is a sitcom um, that is actually pretty funny. I've watched uh, a He's bunch of He's the guy that shoots Will Ferrell in the neck in old school, too. Yes, he is. He darts. He took over in Lethal Weapon, the series, too. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Um, If you guys want to watch a nice reality show, you guys got to check out Milf Manor on TLC. Oh, I saw that. Milf Manor? What a disgusting. If that was men and their daughters, would you be saying the same thing? No, it's gross. It's gross. But there's some guy that does a recap on YouTube. But is it their stepdaughters or their daughters? No, it's, it's. No. No, it's there. It's each other's daughters. All right, but that's all. I'll just throw that out. It's terrible. It's terrible. Those people, I don't know why they do it. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What, right, right. What, what network is it on? TLC. <laughs> For learning. Yeah. yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah. All right. So the one I want to talk about is I actually watched The Menu uh, on Netflix. Oh. Uh, you know, I've been very curious the about Ray that. Fiennes film. Ray Fiennes. John, it's another film where rich people are dickheads. <laughs> it's just the way it is. <laughs> it's just what's going on So in you the don't world. think I'd like it? Uh, I think you would like it because it's a it's a horror movie and it's all a about movie? Re- it's a horror movie. I, I can't I can't explain the genre. I thought it was a horror that I haven't seen it. Well, it's a it's about a bunch of foodies who go to an island to be fed by Ralph Ray Fiennes, who plays the lead um, chef. But it's really about it's kind of the allegory about creators and consumers and how. People make things and people consume things and how people use the things that they're created to make money and how they're all affected by it. And, you know, foodies, how some posers are created. It's just a really good play. And Anya Joy Taylor, is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she and the guy from um, uh, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Um, oh. The kid who played Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. 
he's he's wonderful. And wow. she plays John. I loved it. This I'll give you one line. She plays this woman named Margot, and ultimately it comes out that she's not really Margot, but somebody else. She goes, "I'm just a girl from Brockton, Massachusetts." I don't know why you people are giving me that. <laughs> Brockton, man. I don't know. I've wow. never heard anybody reference wow. Brockton in a film, and I just thought that was great. You guys should check it out. It's really good. Ray, Ralph, Ray Fiennes is, is unbelievable in this part. Awesome. And uh, it's, a, it's a good film. I'll check it out. And there's a lot of hidden, there's a lot of subtext in there that's really good. I love subtext. All right. Uh, so let's uh, spin the wheel with two people. Only on two it. left, right? We have two left. I'll be shocked if Ralph wins. <laughs> I wouldn't be. Anything is possible. <laughs> me and I wouldn't Drew. be shocked at all. Me and Drew are going to go for a spin. There they are. Two of them. You guys ready? That. Ready to go for a spin? Let's go. Oh, Come on. <sighs> oh, there yeah. It is. All right. I know who's going to win next week. All right. There it is. All right. Drew. Well, I'm honored just to be nominated. So yeah. thank you. <laughs> nominated. You're in. I already know which movie I want to um, bring. I have not seen it. Um, it is called The Banshees of Inna Sharon. Oh, well, good. I want to see that. I've seen uh, I love um, the director and his brother's uh, movies. Um, I, I love the combination of the lead actors. I didn't realize uh, this is actually the this is Colin Farrell's first acting nomination uh, for an Oscar ever. I didn't realize this was this movie was the first one. And uh, he didn't get nominated for to- Alexander. Uh, it got not, no, he didn't because that movie was terrible. I thought he got, uh, a, although I read, I read an article that he said, he probably, he, he yeah. said he was sure they were all going to win Oscars. Like everybody on the movie were like, this is going to happen. And then it came out and he's like, I want it to be dead. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Plus that's one of those movies. There's like four different cuts available and they yeah. all suck, but in different ways, which is pretty, pretty exciting. But yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited about that movie, uh, Banshees of Inish Aaron. I've been looking forward to it since I first heard of it. So let's, uh, let's watch that. This week, as we get closer in the next couple of months to the uh, award season, and I am very curious to see how it compares to the last movie that we uh, watched that was current, Triangle of Sadness, also a multiple Oscar nominee. So nice. we shall see. Sounds good. I'm not even going to complain about new films because I guess I started this trend. Okay. Well, right. you started up. You Everybody, started that's up it. John, you, anything you, you want to say? No. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, of course I do. You know what? Dad said something to me. Before I left for California. And he said, John, I really hope that uh, more people subscribe and they smash the like button. Don't you think that's something dad would say? Come on. That is something he would say. I'm sure. I'm sure. So it's so sad. Please do it. It's not going to matter. That's not true. Do it for him. All right. Love you, dad. Yeah. Do it for dad. There you go. I don't want to see his picture in the podcast, too. Oh, you know what? Next time we'll bring it up. Okay. We'll bring up. And I just want to offer our condolences to the Quadrushi's family. And I just and the Quatrucis, <laughs> yeah, and the Quatrucis. But um, John, since that your dad uh, left us uh, on your birthday, <laughs> you know he was there for your birth, and then you were you were here to see him, you know, go. And it's it's kind of like an honor in a way. I know well, it's hard. You but- know, Deb. When I first thought when when it first happened, that was not my thought. My thought was he stuck it to me one last time. I have time. to tell you the truth, John. My immediate thought was, oh, my God, what a move. But, I mean, if of all people. <laughs> but but then, Debbie, you'll that was appreciate like a baller. Then I started gangster. after reacting the way I reacted. I looked at it two ways. One, 
it was a way for me to grieve by myself in private. And then my birthday and his, the anniversary of his death is forever linked going forward. And that's kind of, and to your point, it is kind of an honor, right? We're, right. we're inexplicably linked. And I, Eternally, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful know. for that. I wasn't originally, I'm not going to lie. And all I got was his name. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh, and it was so. already used when you You've got, got a name. That's right. got it. Yeah. You got the third one. one other before. So him, I appreciate him, that, Debbie. Thank so you. I'm the third. So that's my, uh, my. Well, I like Charlie Chaplin died on Christmas. And one of his kids just said, that's just like dad wanting to ruin Christmas for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Enough of this. I mean, yeah. let's. Uh, no, it's good. It's good it's, to yeah, celebrate. Rest in power, dad. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, everybody have a good week and we'll yeah. see you next week. Next week. Next week. Good night, everybody.